I'm trying to think of when I actually began to understand the nuances of what sex is when I was a kid. Like I, I, I remember my dad taking me out to have a conversation. Like I was 13 years old. I knew it was coming and he, it was like this father son <laughs> weekend. And, uh, and he, he took me on a really awesome camping trip. Um, we live in the Northwest. So it was Mount St. Helens, the, the, the volcano that blew up not too long ago, 30 years ago or so. Not too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, but the funny thing was, maybe it wasn't funny, but by the time we actually got to that point, he was kind of just filling in some of the blanks. I already knew a lot of the the big stuff. Like you it, knew the mechanics of it all probably, yeah? Well, and I had come across, you know, materials. Yeah. Like, you know, as a young kid, I don't know how, but I don't, it's not like I was a, <laughs> like a hobo, I don't know. but like no. you come across like people will drop off like boxes of magazines or something. This doesn't happen nowadays as much because of the online proliferation of pornography but you know you'd have friends that would show you pictures you know it's obviously not ideal but and i started kind of putting the pieces together and you realize this is something that's kind of different it's it doesn't it it, there's something good about it's also something kind of illicit about it and sinful about it does Mm. that make sense yeah no i thought it was wrong for so many reasons (laughs) yeah and you know what guys my dad i love my parents they're awesome parents my dad's a psychologist (laughs) And and I feel like even he was struggling to figure out how to present these ideas. Yeah, I don't think anybody's supposed to be super comfortable about talking to their kids <laughs> okay. about sex. Okay. I think that's a given for sure. Okay, well, we can all relax then. Because <laughs> we're just going to have an open conversation here today. We have a very specific context with our own children. We only have three. We have daughters only. Three daughters. And they're ages eight and below. Almost eight. And so we're going to just, I think, process through some other folks' materials in real time and hopefully add some texture, some clarity, and some some language yeah. around this topic to help you whether or not you're facing this this conversation right in front of your face or if it's coming in years. We're all going to face come. it at some point. I feel like it's like death. We're yeah. all going to face it, so we might as well so stick around. Uh, get our heads around it. Yeah, let's yeah, stick around. You'll, <laughs> you'll be equipped for whenever that facing it comes. <laughs> so we'll see you on the other side. This is Fierce Parenting, where we believe that kids are a blessing, family is God's idea, and everything about parenting is discipleship. So leave the blame, shame, could-ofs, and should-ofs at the door and join us for gospel-centered conversations. Welcome to Fierce Parenting. That wasn't too dark, right? Death. We're all going to face it, so we might as well. (laughs) Having a conversation with your kids about sex and death. Eh. No, I'm just kidding. I I only use that as a a joke. It's probably not a good one. So anyways, yes, this is part two. I don't know if you mentioned that in the beginning. I didn't. So this is part two of, uh, I think it's going to be like a four part series. Well, okay. So this whole month we're focusing on the topic of topic of sexuality, uh, both on the fierce marriage side, but also the fierce parenting side. So they obviously take different. Uh, meanings when you talk as to parents as parents versus right. married couples as husbands and wives. Right. Uh, and so for the whole month, we're talking about sexuality and sex. Um, and this is just two a two-part mini-series. So it's a sub-series of a series. <laughs> and it's just how to talk to your kids about sex itself. Right. And there's a lot to 
to cover in this space. And so yeah. we're really just trying to get conversations started, get you thinking. Last time we, we talked yeah, about... Yeah, we broke it up. The first part was how to approach this conversation about sex. Like, we don't have to be scared. We'll we'll jump into that in okay. a few minutes. Why don't you do the... Yeah, so uh, I, we always have to do this, and I'm sorry, but it's thing. just our thing. Uh, if, if you haven't done it yet, we just want to encourage you to take 30 seconds, leave a rating and a review in your favorite podcast app. That means a ton to us. It helps us. It helps people find us. And the second thing is, if you want to be a partner with us, if you want to uh, join arms with us in kind of heralding the message of the gospel in the space of parenting in the home, you can do that through fierceparenting.com slash partner. We have three tiers there. We do early releases and we'll be adding more resources into those tiers. But for now, it's just you get to be a part of what God is doing by his grace through our efforts, our feeble efforts in the Fierce Parenting <laughs> Podcast. So we'd be honored to have your partnership. Um, so what do we talk about uh, in part one of this conversation? Yeah, just a quick well, recap. Just a quick recap here. Um, we kind of, our framework for these conversations are basically around our three tenets. Um, so we talked about how to approach this conversation about sex. So not the mechanics of having it or what so to say just, or when to yeah, say it. Not ju- that's for today. How to think about the conversation. But yeah, how to cue this yeah. conversation up and how um, it actually, you know, this this conversation happens way, 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 way before it actually happens. You know, we're starting to like, right. for us, we're starting to instill vocabulary uh, into them. It sounds so like academic or whatever but like using words like purity and treasure and trying to meet them at the stage that they're in but instilling that value with the words that they can understand and then building off of those as they grow Um, and knowing that this is an ongoing conversation it's not a one-time all right phew done Mm. Um, it kind of takes the pressure off I think you know so knowing that we have more than one shot at it kind of um, because I think there is just a lot of pressure around uh, especially nowadays uh, around sex and how your kids are going to find out about it. You want to be the first to tell them, but like, do you jump the gun because you don't want them to find out on the school bus, like what's happening or, you know, it's, it's just kind of like this balance of wanting to kind of maintain some of their innocence, um, but also uh, be that voice for them mm. and to them and be that influence that, that steward that God has, has um, entrusted you. I think the, with. the thing that hit me the most from our last week's conversation was, that we can be on the offensive when it comes to this. We don't have to be reactionary. Yes. We can be Amen. proactive in that we know the designer of sex. Yes. We know that we know the good design for sex that he laid out for us yeah. in scripture. And so we are giving our kids a gift when we approach this conversation honestly, boldly, with mm. clarity, with conviction, and we and without fear. Yeah. And so that, it may that be to an- me was like a oh, I don't have to fear this, but instead we can give to our our children, our daughters, a gift of a of a clear understanding yeah. of what this what this, the goodness of it is. Now, obviously, there's details that we have to they'll only explore on their own. Yeah, but and we I can th- at least give them a biblical foundation for it. I think it's okay. We don't have to be afraid in the sense like ah, I don't want to approach this, but we can boldly kind of walk in, but also um, be okay with the uncomfortable and the awkward. Just kind of lean into that and mm. just allow it to be, uh, and know that our confidence is in the. God of the universe, the king and creator of sex. Uh, there's nothing that is outside of his, um, right. you know, his dominion. So we can, we are his children, his followers. So let's it. walk in that identity. So I love it. That's so crucial as parents that we embrace that, that we actually believe God in this area. So often we can say, God, I hear you. You know, I hear what Ryan and Selena are saying. They say that scripture shows us a beautiful picture of a good gift and sex is good, right, but, but it just feels like I can't trust that because I, I'm afraid that I'm going to, I'm going to mess it up 
or I'm ashamed because of my own sexual history or my own right. past or my own inability to live up to the ideal. Right. And we need to embrace the truths of God and treat, treat them as true right. and trust them as true. Right. And when we do, and this is the promise, is that when we trust God and take him at his word and we are faithful communicators yeah. um, uh, of, of his truths to our young ones, that it will, it will almost always... And I, I say that I have a caveat in there, but it'll almost always have a net positive, right? Yeah. Now, of course, delivery is a, a piece and all that. Um, I had some other thoughts that I want to share before we get into kind of the really tangible things that we've been reading. And that's just uh, this idea of a rite of passage. And I'm kind of unpacking this in my own mind as, as our daughters get older, as they go from kind of different phases. And we've lost the, the, the kind of the art of the rite of passage. There's a reason why you have a lot of 40-year-old men living at home well, with their parents. Well, we're kind of in this culture of erasing lines and boundaries and just... Well, it, there's, a, there's no arrested like, development. And I mean, the people, yes. men, men and women, men in particular, are not growing out of their adolescence. And I think by providing uh, clear rites of passage, clear boundaries, saying right. that you are no longer a boy, you are now a young man. Right. It's very and instructive. This, it is very instructive. Are you, you are no longer a young man. You are now a man. Yeah. And my dad, again, I love him. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus, but I didn't have that. Well, he took and you I, on that trip. I mean, but. And I think that conversation, that's why I bring it up. I feel like this conversation could be somewhere in there on those yeah. rites of passage. Like yeah. At what point does a toddler become a child? At what point does a child become a young man or a young lady? What time, at what point does that young lady turn into a, right. uh, you know, an adult or a young adult? And so those lines I think are, as they're developmental lines and they're not scripturally, we don't have a lot of precedent. We have some Jewish tradition, things like the bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, things like that. Um, as parents, but, I think we need to um, make the effort to discuss, hey, what are we going to do about um, when so-and-so reaches this age? Are they at the age that we could do this? Is this appropriate? Is this not appropriate? I think you need to be. We need to be on the offense about um, these rites of passage and marking time. It's important to mark time. I think you see that in the Old Testament. They're always marking setting up time. rocks and like honoring. Like this is where God did this, and they always wanted to remember this is where God did this. This is where we experienced God and certain yeah. things, and you yeah. know Him fulfilling His promises, etc. And so, um, I think it's so important for us to mark kids. Yes. Right of passage and right and those times because they can look back at it and then they have something to reference for their children, ideally. Milestones, memorials, and that's what you're talking about. Those yes, settings, and those it's memorials. not in an idolatry way, right? These are memorials. No. These are m moments of time that we're marking, um, saying, look at what the Lord has yes, done. Exactly. It's a reminder to turn up yes. and, to, and to worship God for all yes. that he's done. And, you know, milestones, I just want to, milestones, memorials, rites of passage, I think all those kind of have, there's, it's like a beautiful um, three-corded strand, yeah. <laughs> if you will. So. Yeah. So the, again, our framework for the conversations are the three tenets. Um, kids are a blessing. We talked about this last week. Uh, this is not a conversation that we have to dread. God made it. It's good. And we are here to talk about it. It's a gift. It's full of purpose. Uh, number two, family is God's idea. Again, God created sex as a means to create a family. Uh, the familial relationship is modeled to us, you know, being children of God and he is our heavenly father and how incredible uh, that is as a parallel and for us to draw from. And then God created a place for sex, uh, which is marriage. And so mm. understanding that and communicating that with our children is 
super important. Uh, the last tenet is parenting is discipleship. I just don't think we can hear these things enough. Um, that this is an opportunity. This conversation is yes. an opportunity for you to disciple your children, uh, to train them in the things of God. Yes, even understanding what sex is, what it pur- its purpose is, and what its place is uh, in yeah. our society. I um I want to share this. I don't know if it's it was helpful to me to think think about this parenting as discipleship piece in a specific conversation I had with our five-year-old. I took her on a daddy-daughter date, <laughs> which usually is just her, her language for saying, take me and get, I want ice cream and I want, you know, we go to the dollar store or something. I get her like a stuffy at the dollar store. Uh, it usually ends up, she gets some sort of toy and ice cream. <laughs> That's why she wants to go. Ages and stages, people. <laughs> and so I, I make a point of asking her hard questions. Um, not, I mean, for her age, right? Like, and so I'm trying to teach her, okay, her name's Clementine. We call her Emmy. Emmy, uh, when, if a boy ever comes to you and he asks you, Hey, can I take you out for ice cream here? Here are the requirements for that. And she, her first reaction was "Ew, why would I do that? (laughs) And I said, well, just trust me. I know it sounds weird right now, but, uh, here's what, um, this is what you're looking for. Okay. And I'm making her kind of think in terms of like, she gets to choose or the young man that she decides to give her time and attention to. Anyway, as the conversation was unfolding, we were on our way home. We're like literally almost in our driveway. And she goes, Daddy, do sometimes boys marry boys and girls marry girls? And <laughs> Selena's looking at me. It's not the first time she's asked that. She, we've, she's we've our had, most this curious is our second conversation second big conversation, I'd say, that we've had with her. And we're pretty we're pretty uh you know, we filter a we're lot clear. of we don't let them watch anything and everything, right? Yeah. But they still we live in the Northwest. It's fairly uh liberal in terms of morals and things like that. And there's a lot of things that she's just picked up over her first five years. And I said, and I could have just said, no, that's no way. Right. And what I said was, you know what, Ems? Yeah. Sometimes in our world, boys do marry boys and girls do marry girls, but that's not God's way. That's not the way we see in scripture. And we trust God's way is the best way. And we, we, we submit ourselves to God's way. And so I was, it opened up a whole conversation about not just the, you know, that boys marrying boys conversation, but what is the best way and how do we know it's the best way? How can we trust it's the best way? Because we know God, we, we, we know his word is reliable Mm -hmm. and there's all sorts of apologetic, good, amazing historical reasons why we can rely on God's word. All that stuff is there. She doesn't care about that. She just needs me to assure her and tell her and lay the foundation that God's way is good. God is trustworthy. And the way that we know his way, we know him is through his word, which is trustworthy and reliable. And she is pretty black and white. So as again, as a five-year-old ask, she's a five-year-old asking this question. She doesn't need the, like the deep down, okay, here's, let's just start it over. Let's talk about all the things, right? She doesn't need an essay read to her. She needs the answer. She needs it clear right then and there. And she needs that to be a continuation, a continuing conversation, which it will be. Well, she's asked that. I mean, it's been a year, but she's asked the same question when she was four. She asked that question. And so uh, I think the point is, is we as people who are choosing God's way and saying that we are Christian, we are followers of Christ. We trust God's word as faithfully interpreted and we are uh, going to be set apart. Okay, Mm -hmm. And so we're saying to our daughters, even now, girls, you we are a Christian household. We follow Christ. We love the God of the Bible. And we follow him without shame, without reservation. And that is different from the things that you will see and experience and hear Mm -hmm. in the world. And so I think in this space around introducing them to, you know, God's truth around sex and all that kind of stuff, that's a really important distinction to make. Right. And they, they see it in your relationship. They see it in our relationship, you know, of 
how mommy and daddy love each other. And when we fight, we're very conversational about, hey, mommy and daddy still love each other. Sometimes we fight and we have to work it out and we have to repent to one another. We have to ask for forgiveness. Um, and I think that's, uh, you know, they catch more than they hear. I forget what that phrase is, but they... More caught than taught. Yeah, more caught than taught. So yeah. um, I think as long as we're open about these things and talking to them and understanding their age, they're not going to need, again, like the whole essay. Maybe they do. Um, but I again... Be, I want to be really clear because we're open about discussing the truth, but the truth itself is not up for debate. Yes, and thank you. And we And that's what we mean by being open is that we're Thank not you. open to like new, you know, what's your truth? Like live your oh, truth. Oh yeah, no. With that said, like we, we have to lovingly and faithfully and carefully communicate truth. Yeah. But at the same time, we're not going to just let it just be kind of blown away with the with the winds of society. Guys, we stop Disney movies and when they're singing follow your heart and all these things. <laughs> and we're like, girls. Your heart is what? Deceitful. <laughs> Like, above what? Above all else? <laughs> so, I mean, call us yeah. crazy, but it's, you know, it, it'll lead you down a path of, of yeah. death and destruction. So uh, sin is not something, and bad theology is is not something that we want to instill in our children. Yeah. So on that note, uh, let's actually jump into having this conversation. <laughs> okay. So how do we, how do we, we are less experienced. We've only been the ones that have been talked to. Uh, we haven't necessarily had this conversation with our children. However, there are vast amount of resources uh, that you can dive into or acquire. Uh, f- there's a lot on, I follow a few on Instagram uh, and we can, I will, I think we'll list those at the end, but one of them had a few tips and tricks and I think this might be helpful and we can just go through a few of them if you want. Yeah. And um, then I had a focus on the family article I thought was pretty helpful too, but if we, if we have time, we'll go through that one. Okay. And uh, we can put the links in the show notes too, but yeah. Uh, if you're going to have, you know, having this conversation, have it shoulder to shoulder. It's less intimidating kind of being face to face. So shoulder to shoulder, maybe you're walking or doing something. Um, the next one would be. So that's, that's referring to your posture. Your posture. Yeah. Side so, to side. Because they say that when, when in business school, right? When you're approaching a negotiation, you never want to be a, across the table because it's kind of a combative right. posture. Some of that feels like mumbo jumbo to me, but. Like, I think if, with are kids, you really that fragile? You can't just look somebody in the eye and have an honest sure. conversation. But huh. the but conversation, the content kids of the conversation yeah. can be hard and difficult. That's so it's good. Uh, read their signs. Look for openness and readiness. Um, be patient and wait for them in the conversation. Hmm. Um, you did this car time, meal time, bedtime. Kind of noticing those as uh, or setting those times aside as or recognizing, I guess, that those are opportune times to be talking about some of these things. Hmm. Um, and it's asking those questions and at, at those times yeah. and, and being willing to wait for them to respond. And don't, we, we, we lead our children, we disciple our children, but sometimes you just want to get their unfiltered response to get a gauge on where yeah. their heart is. Sometimes yeah. we, we'll, we'll ask them a question, we'll feed them a clue. <laughs> yeah. Like Jesus is always the answer. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, for another thing that's not listed here is I do this and I think it's probably, it probably goes without saying, but I have conversations with each of our girls one-on-one. So we try to do like mommy, daughter, you know, dates here and there and, I'm always trying to talk to them about like their body is a treasure and um, how they can protect it and why we how we honor God with it and how other people um, mm. might want to hurt it hurt you or and what you should do in those moments and so giving them the tools to combat anything that might come at them if I'm if we're not around. Mm. Um, the next the next uh, item on the list for a tip and trick is to look for active times so like busy hands or your mouth moves so like. Doing an activity together, you know. Uh, well, you said that you, 
the, what the tip says is hands move equals mouth moves. Yes. And what Sorry, that means I said is, two different things. <laughs> what that means is if you're busy about doing something, like whether it's, we have a lot of good conversations when we're coloring with the girls yes. or doing artwork with yes. them. Also working around the house and stuff is usually, yes. so that's what that means. Yes. You said mouth moves and I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I read it wrong. Um, use age appropriate words. Um, this is super important. Uh, and you can find this stuff. Um, in books and we'll list out some resources this particular like tips and tricks came from an ig account that's uh, protect young eyes and um, he has a cross in the background it feels like he's very christian again you can sort through and and filter through some of this but um he's very he's not, he doesn't overtly say that he's a christian but no it seems that way but it's Work his language Catholic is super strong yeah it's super clear super strong um uh use a book uh, of course, there's the Good Pictures, Bad Pictures book. There's a junior one. Um, I think there's probably a couple other resources you can use for kids. Uh, use drips instead of dousing. And so he is alluding to having little chats, kind of conversations about things, uh, and not just, again, reading them an essay of, okay, you got to get through all of this and all the talks and blah, blah, blah. Um, but again, an ongoing conversation. Um, he yeah. says, smile, pray, smile. <laughs> I was like, I just need to have these in front of me when we have these conversations <laughs> in front of my head. Just because smiling, obviously, it, it kind of um, deflates the whole situation, right? It, it not does. deflates. Diffuses. Diffuses. Yeah. There's the word. And they're very, and kids are very attuned to how their parents, the the um, the body languages that mm. that we that we put out there, body languages, the the gestures, and things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, phrases. I like this one. Phrases like digital secrets. Let's avoid them. Yeah. And so. You have to we define didn't share that. this, yeah, because digital secrets could be a lot of things. This context of this post was mostly around uh, talking about two kids about pornography, yeah, which I feel like they apply to. Yeah, it almost goes hand in hand. And, yeah, uh, but so digital secrets could be more than just you know browser history. You know what sorts of pictures are you seeing? But also like are people are are people reaching out to you and saying, hey, don't tell your parents that I sent you this or whatever. Mm. And sometimes kids won't re- they won't understand. That they don't have to listen to every adult. Right. Yeah. Who, or at least every internet personality who calls themselves and carries themselves right. like an adult. Right. Uh, no, we need to avoid all secrets yeah. in that area. Yeah. In every area, frankly. Um, yeah. Give them a code word. Uh, what does he mean by that? Did you? I didn't jump into that too much. I think that I, th- oh, oh, I read this somewhere else. Um, Somebody, if, if your child, you're at a party, they were at a party or something and they were, the kids were in the back room playing and then something happened and a kid was put in an uncomfortable, like, moment. I don't know exactly what happened, but they, they came out to their parents and they had like a code word. And so it was kind of just like this safe word of like, Hey, I need to talk to you alone because something terrible has happened or something. Um, well, that, that could be really, um, good for the girls. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, um, I like this one steps so give them tangible steps put it down and tell someone the girls already know just from um this one book that we read that's like i said what if somebody tries to like show you something and they're like oh i forget the steps i think it's put it down and tell someone and look away it's the first one is like look away tell someone and run i think that was the other one so give them three steps give them those tools and they will immediately when uh something comes up um, After going through these, I'm I'm amazed at how Scripture has already instructed us in various mm, ways how to do these exact right, things. Right. 
the turning away from evil, yes. running and fleeing from evil, right. the uh, talking during active times is is in Proverbs. The even Deuteronomy, um, you teach them, write them on the doorpost, right? Yeah, that's the car Talk time, about them when you're walking. Piece. When yes. In every passing moment, we yes. are talking about the things of God, the deep things of God, and applying the things of God, the Word of God, to yeah. our lives. Yeah. And and how are we going to put ourselves underneath the wonderful authority of God's Word? That's what this is all referring to in, in right. different terms. Um, this one that they said, and this might be the last one, I think, is uh, or two, just I think creating that assurance, no matter what you see or what people may expose to you or talk to you about, um, you can always tell me. So always having that reassurance uh, in the conversation and the openness is something I'm trying to instill at a young age. And I know that girls are going to be teenagers. I know that all that stuff's coming, but I'm praying to God that this foundation and this relationship that we are investing in now will hopefully give them the confidence to come to us, to come to me. If, mm. if they are approached by information or images or things just kind of come and they see things yeah. that they don't know what to do with. Um, I pray that they will always see me and Ryan as a place, a safe place to come to and to land with us mm. and we can talk about it. And one of his last tips was like, don't freak out. Don't freak out. Like, <laughs> okay, not yeah. like, don't freak out as a parent. We don't have to remember, remember who we are. We are children of the most high God, uh, the creator of sex, the creator of life and we don't have yeah. to shy away from this you can be on the offense not the defense when it comes to this conversation right i uh i, I think this is worth reviewing really yeah. quickly yeah. there's a article on focus on the family it's just simply called the sex talk it was it was released back in august of 2016 and they look at three common mistakes that parents make when it comes to mm. the sex talk um, i won't go through the whole article but i'll just i'll go through these, these three headlines um, the because I said so. So, quote unquote, quote unquote, um, just because we have a conviction that sex is reserved for marriage does not mean that our kids share that belief. Convictions require require being convinced, which is made possible through convincing arguments or evidence. Namely, as I'm adding this through reading God's word and, and understanding its role in our lives. Right. And, and so relationship. I think us. sometimes we can use our parental authority and assume that it is it is enough because at, at this age that our kids are at like they hang on to every word that we say yeah, and I try to and it teach them always be that way <laughs> when mommy and daddy say we we will do something that means we will do it and mm -hmm. so hopefully they rely and trust our, our words but there will come a point where they're going to start testing those boundaries mm -hmm. and of course you have to work through those and and the because I said so thing just probably won't hold a lot of water if they're asking hard questions yeah. in this space yeah so that's a mistake that um and we have to lead our kids into a self-held tightly held conviction in this area. Mm. We, they're not going to just take it because we give it to them. They need to develop it on their own and submit themselves to the authority of scripture. Yeah. And only the Holy Spirit can do the heart work that needs to happen. Um, so just don't short circuit that. Um, not that we could. God is sovereign. <laughs> um, okay. So the second one is STDs and pregnancy. So that's kind of like using the serious risks of sexual behavior as a deterrent. Right. I, I just know as a kid for me, like it, it it did nothing to yeah, like no. deter. No. What deterred me was um, having a relationship with my parents and some really clear boundaries being drawn yeah. by my parents and then a desire to follow God's heart. But you kind of have to bridge that gap between, you know, knowing the reality of what it is and then understanding the reality of how God designed it. There's mm. a chance in there where you might buy some lies. Yeah. And you have to kind of close that gap. So the third one was depending solely on the church. I would add to this 
um, depending solely on the church or school, honestly, with the education about sex that is coming out in our state, which we'll just leave it there. um, You cannot, we cannot as Christians leave anything to the state or the church to teach our children about sex. We, that is a conversation for parents to have with their children. And I feel very convicted about that. Uh, in a good way, not convicted in like a bad way. I feel just very strongly that we are the ones that get to have this conversation. Let's embrace it. Let's do our best to educate ourselves to how to have it well. And mm. again, remembering that like we can't protect them from everything, uh, but we can give them tools and we can instill values into them. Hmm. And we can trust that God, even in the struggles, like especially in the struggles, uh, that God is growing them and that mm. he is still in charge of their lives. Amen. Don't yeah. don't relegate your responsibility and yeah. the the opportunity that you have as a parent to disciple your children through this really rich. Mm. It is a tough topic. It's it takes some skill to yeah. navigate these waters, but you can do it. God has placed you as the parent of your child because He wants you to parent your child. Yeah, and that's just an encouragement. It's not an, a condemnation. I want to. I do want to back up. I don't want to be so harsh about the church because if it wasn't for the church, I probably. Uh, would not have waited to have sex, I imagine. Uh, I don't know. I Because of the church and, the, you know, the whole purity culture, we laugh about it, but kept me pure. Tell you what. Well, there's a lot of fallout. And there's there a lot, is. It's a hot topic these days, it for is. sure. It but, is, um, but I do think it. Uh, not everybody uh, got caught up in the wrong things, and it very much f- coming from a single-parent home and not having that, uh, the benefit of, you know. I think the biggest, I'm going to jump in. Yeah. I think the biggest deterrent for us was the fact that we both wanted to follow God in this area. And it was clear to both of us that sex was something that we wanted to save our marriage. Mm -hmm. And we had each other in our dating relationship Yeah, and it wasn't easy. We weren't perfect, but we, we crossed the finish line virgins Mm -hmm. by God's grace. Oh, finish line. It's really the the starting line, (laughs) starting starting, starting line of marriage. Um, but I think it was, so that's why I spent so much time with our girls saying, you don't have to just take any, you know, random guy who decides to ask you out on ice cream day, like you get to choose and he better be worth your time. He better be worth your heart. Mm. And that's why I'm, I'm proving to you daughter that you are loved by mm. a father who loves you. And hopefully you'll see that God loves you yeah. even greater than I do. Yeah. And you'll learn and you'll be able to see the, the, the jerks coming from my <laughs> So, Oh, by God's grace, they will. Yeah. Cause I sure did. Um, <laughs> okay. Just a few resources. I think we're going to jump in here. Uh, really short on time. So. Okay. So just, I just want to list like two uh, for Instagram accounts. Uh, Protect Young Eyes was a good one. Birds underscore bees for moms. Uh, Covenant Eyes for dads. Uh, the birds underscore bees. I think it's a mom and a daughter. Uh, also, mm. Mon Pa Modern uh, for moms. They do a lot of work around um, just talking to your kids about sex and pornography and keeping the purity there. Um, for teens, there's fight the new drug. Um, and then as far as books go, this is the one set that I've really uh, been encouraged by. It's, it's Stan and Brenna Jones. They've been around for decades. Like they've sold millions of copies. Um, but it's God's design for sex series. Uh, It's four books for various ages uh, and stages kind of things. And then they also wrote how and when to tell your kids about sex. Hmm. So I am already starting to read these (laughs) because I don't, I just want to make sure that I'm equipped and that I'm saying, you know, all the right things, not just to be right and to be like, awesome, nailed it, but to, I guess, just set the stage for God to um, reveal the beauty in it. And I don't want to, 
I want to protect them, but I want to instruct them and I don't want them to be afraid. And so I want them to be confident and know, you know, in each Mm -hmm. stage. And so it just equips you with that vocabulary and um, some age appropriate pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, it's 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 probably the most well done series that I've seen and it's been out for quite a while. So anyways, check those out. I have one more resource I'd like to add to this Uh, Axis um, Axis dot org. I think is the website. I want to, I want to look that up. Um, yeah, it's access.org. They do a lot of work in the teen space. Mm. So the founders of access have children in the, that are teenagers and beyond. And they are, they, they do very good work in terms of helping parents understand the trends, what kids are, are kind of taking in yeah. through social media, what the different apps are and the implications of all these things, mainly in the areas of of their dating lives, their sex lives, their sexuality, yeah. how to respond. So access has been a really good um, resource. Um, and actually we, we've done a, uh, we, we were on one of their summits um, talking about one of their parenting summits. Anyway, awesome. Awesome. Okay. Lord, I thank you for the parents that are listening to this. I pray that our words were helpful. God, they're helpful to them and glorifying to you. God, I pray you give them wisdom as they navigate these tricky conversations They might be tricky, they might be challenging, but they're good conversations to have and help them to understand your truth. If they don't, God, lead them to your word. Mm. Make them thirsty for your truth, not blog posts, not even podcasts like this, but your truth, Mm. your goodness. May they go to your word as their primary source as they prepare for the conversations, plural, that they're going to have with their children over the years to come. And I pray those conversations would be fruitful, that that their children would, would hear and heed the word that you've given us. And they would want to follow you in this area of their lives with their entire hearts and their entire bodies. By your grace, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, thanks for joining us. If you need more parenting resources, we have articles that are being released constantly at fierceparenting.com. We release episodes of this podcast every Wednesday. Do tell somebody, leave a rating and a review if you haven't. If you want to support, go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. I guess this episode of the Fierce Parenting Podcast is... In the can. All right, we will see you in about seven days. So until next time. Stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Parenting Podcast. For more resources, visit FierceParenting.com. And for daily encouragement, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you'd like to support this ministry, please leave a rating or a review in your podcast app or visit Patreon.com slash Fierce Parenting to become a monthly partner. We hope this episode has blessed you immensely. Take care.